You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this would be hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Joining me, uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, is Kay Smythe. She is a uh, political uh, analyst and expat from Great Britain who... uh, I believe just moved from L.A. to Nashville because, you know, L.A. sucks. Uh, And we're going to get into what's happening in America's cities very shortly, uh, including in New York City where a 95-year-old Korean War veteran was told that he's out of his nursing home because they're going to fill the nursing home with illegals because these uh, non-government agencies that are getting filthy, filthy, filthy rich trafficking people across our country go into these facilities, whether they be hotels or whatnot, and say, here's what they're going to give you. Clear it out. And that's what they're doing here. Ooh, I can just hear, I can hear the revolution coming. It is just amazing. Oh, by the way, support for the Virginia candidate uh, who had the uh, the porn channel apparently has collapsed. Uh, unless you consider 18 to 34-year-old men who are single. Still very popular. Still very popular. Uh, anyway, uh, no, so a new poll for the Democrat candidate for the race in Virginia has collapsed after the revelation that she posted lurid videos of herself and her husband on a webcam for money. Susanna Gibson is running as a Democrat in the 57th district of the Virginia House of Delegates, but her candidate campaign was dealt a huge blow when the online sex webcam scandal exploded. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It writes itself. Gibson dropped from uh, 49.5 to 38.9%. She's still that popular uh, after the damning uh, damning, uh, revelation. Her Republican opponent, David Owen, had a uh, a 4% lead over Gibson prior to the scandal. Gibson's unfavorability rating has also skyrocketed from 12 to uh, 45%. (laughs) But the positive is she's very flexible for being 40. She said, this is an illegal invasion of my privacy designed to humiliate me and my family. Now, you doing porn online humiliates your family. And just wait till your little girls or little boys get in high school and they're like, hey, man, did you see a picture of your mom and dad getting tips for sex acts? Yeah. My political opponents and their Republican allies have proven they're willing to commit a sex crime to attack me and my family. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's really working well. Oh, by the way, she had streamed about a dozen videos uh, to her 6,000 followers under the screen name Hot Wife Experience. So, <laughs> there is that. It is, it's remarkable. Remarkable, remarkable, remarkable. Uh, this is, uh, before we dive into the next pile of stuff that's happening this week, this is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, you know, we, we just heard last hour that James Carville told uh, the Democrats they better wake the bleep up. Joe Biden, the Democrat, Donald Trump, the Republican, uh, Joe Manchin and Larry Hogan, no labels, and Cornell West. Trump would be a betting favorite. Okay. Yes. If I told you I would totally. give you even money, mm-hmm. you would not take that bet. All right. Um, and not, so somebody better wake the cop. I might take even money, but you're right. I, I'm totally on the same page. And I think I talked to Paul Begala today. I think she told I, me I saw him. When I'm I, I, yeah. So here is Joe Rogan. Now, Joe Rogan is a, I would say, center left. I guess you could maybe call him a libertarian. And I've said about Joe Rogan, he, he uh, arrives at some political opinions late to the party but once 
he does sound off on it, particularly if it's uh, positive with regard to conservatism. Uh, we already know it. But when he, when he says it, then the people who don't normally listen to conservative media or my show suddenly go, oh, Joe Rogan said it, so it must be true. Even though I knew it was true for a very long time. But here is what uh, Joe Rogan says about Donald Trump and uh, how he's going to be the candidate and he's going to be Joe Biden. I don't, I don't think when you look at the Russia collusion, when you look at the Steele dossier, when you look at all the bullshit they tried to throw at him that we now know is bullshit, not just bullshit, yeah. but coordinated bullshit. When you look at the fact that they suppressed these Hunter Biden laptop story yeah. and that 51 intelligence agency. It was almost like they were trying to throw the election or something. Representatives signed off on that. To say oh, that yes, this was they did. Russian disinformation, which we know they know is not true. That's scary. Because now you have the intelligence agencies colluding to keep a guy from being president that was president during a time where the country was thriving economically. That is real. That's almost like, uh, yeah, like I said, those indictments, they're all collusion to throw an election. They're illegal. Economically. This is, you're not going to beat that guy. Would you? Would he get your vote? Excuse me, he'd get my vote before Biden. I said oh, that before. What? What? I, what? I never thought that Biden was going to make it. I never, I never oh. thought that he was going to be functional. Yeah. You know, like regardless of what what kind of power the president actually has. And it appears under Trump, the president has a lot more power than we think they do. But under Biden, it's like he's handled like he's just out there yeah. talking. And <laughs> saying, the real problem is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. What he's done is terrible. He didn't offer. It's all nonsense. Yeah, it's all nonsense. That's what I said. I said 2024 years the needs to be the year we turn from nonsense back to common sense. And yesterday, Joe Biden goes to Detroit to stand in a UAW picket line because Donald Trump is doing that today. Donald Trump will be on Newsmax at 8 o'clock Eastern Time tonight, delivering remarks and standing with UAW members in Detroit. All right? Now, I don't agree with everything from the UAW. They want a four-day work week. No. They want a 40% pay raise. Uh, no. I'm sorry. We're dealing with the same economy created by the same president. Uh, 40%? I don't think so. No. So they, I'm not down with that. But at the same time, uh, Joe Biden has made a mess, and he's gonna, he rubbed their nose in it yesterday. He's the guy who's mandating all these idiotic EVs. He's the guy who immediately, upon entering office, said that he wanted to make all vehicles in the federal uh, workforce electric, even though there are no electric dump trucks, tractors, tanks, uh, Coast Guard vessels, uh, warships, anything, all right, anything worthwhile being electric. They want to make all of the, the uh, Postal Service's vehicles into uh, electric vehicles, which will be worthless in the winter in northern states. You know, so that's it. So he's making this mess. He's, he's killing jobs. He's killing wages by this EV bullcrap. And then he goes, he has the audacity to go, stand in line with a, with a line of UAW workers for 13 minutes before going to a fundraiser, just like he did in Lahaina, Hawaii, did the same damn thing, just checked in. And uh, here is Rob Schmidt talking about uh, the absurdity of him standing in line with UAW members as he drives down their wages and ultimately will cause them to lose their jobs. Biden needed to be on the ground before Trump's arrival tomorrow for a rally that we're going to be carrying in full right here on Newsmax. Biden's desperate last-minute move was quite obvious. The president didn't even make a formal speech. His entire visit, Biden spoke for less than one minute with a bullhorn. 
He went all the way to Michigan to talk for about 58 yeah. seconds. The media in. reported it as unprecedented for a president to join a picket line. In reality... Oh, they were. They were slobbering. Wolf Blitzer was like, oh, the first time in history isn't this momentous. And the people in line are going, no, it's not. But nice try. We see through it. You know why? Uh, because we're not stupid. It's not unprecedented. It's actually completely inappropriate. The president is holding a gun to the auto industry's head as yeah. the most powerful man in the country. He is picking a side in a wage dispute while also forcing a failing green agenda on that same industry, subsidizing the losses with your tax dollars, of course. David Marcus wrote a great piece. We've had him on the show before for the U.K. Daily Mail. President Biden stumbled down the shortened stairs of Air Force One into the Motor City on Tuesday to show solidarity with auto workers. It was unprecedented, the lapdog media braid, albeit he stood for 12 minutes, then spent 87 seconds splitting slogans through a bullhorn spitting before jetting off to San Francisco fundraiser where donations topped out at $100,000. Biden wore an UAW baseball cap, a jacket emblazoned with the presidential seal and fist bumped the men and women in line. He repeated tired talking points about corporate greed that he's leveled at every industry from oil producers to meat packers. Then a reporter from the crowd shouted a question. Does the president agree that auto workers deserve 40% pay raise to which of course Biden said, yes, yes. Ford CEO saying it'll put him out of business. 40% of Americans say they're uh, worse off financially under Biden. Only 3 in 10 approve of Biden's handling of the economy. So far, the administration has refused to officially endorse the UAW's wage hike demands and 32-hour work week. And consequently, the UAW, the UAW is reticent with regard to endorsing Joe Biden. They're not doing it. They're not going to do it. Sarah Carter is a terrific reporter. She went to the picket line yesterday to talk to UAW workers. And every one of them see through Joe Biden. President Biden's arrival here in Michigan today is a show of support or a show of politics? It's all about votes. Trying to get votes. Do you feel like him showing up right now is, is a show or is it a show? It's a show to me. I yeah. mean, that's just to help the EV economy, not the gas economy, okay? Think that we want the EVs for such right. expired jobs. Right. You know, right. And, mean, it's, and, and for a lot of people, it's, it's just too expensive. Yeah. And that yeah. has been the big deal. Right. We and can't even afford the product. Yeah, the thing about these EVs is uh, all the people who build uh, gas vehicles and transmissions and engine and all the components for gas vehicles, they're going to be out of work. They are going to be out of work. Joe Biden is going to see that those factories are closed. And to replace them, new factories where 10% of the employees are needed at a lower salary. Yeah, go ahead and do that endorsement. Commit suicide yourself. This we make now, and that's a big problem. Do you trust this? Figurative suicide, UAW. Show of support coming from Washington right now. Do you think it's going to mean something in the end? I, I could, all, all I can do is hope that it does. I right. mean, it, it's just all of this that's happening, everything from the president coming out, from everyone coming out to support, it's all in hopes that we can see some kind of change. You feel like the American worker is being ignored? Absolutely. They didn't forget us during the pandemic. Because right. no. we, 
during the pandemic, we was building cars. Right. 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 We were working. Right. We were working. Right. We, we couldn't work from home. We, we, we couldn't work right. from home. Everybody else still on pandemic, if right. you want to know. Right. Okay. It's a lot of people still on the pandemic. Yeah. An estimated 117,000 auto manufacturing jobs nationwide would be destroyed by Joe Biden's EV mandate and rules. Michigan stands to be the hardest, losing 25,000 positions. Workers who are making engines and transmissions today will see their jobs eliminated when we make the transmission to electric vehicles, said UAW researcher Jennifer Kelly. What's more is that Biden's mandate doesn't require the uh, electric vehicles be produced by union workers. Foreign manufacturers and union jobs will swoop in to produce these cars at a fraction of the cost. Yeah, go ahead. Endorse Joe Biden. China controls 90% of the rare earth minerals, minerals minerals critical to the production of EV batteries and the communists set on global domination are not above tearing these modern day gold nuggets out of the ground at any ecological cost. This according to David Marcus. And this is uh, Stephen Miller last night talking about the absurdity of Joe Biden standing in the picket lines with workers he's going to put out of work if not lower their salaries dramatically. Not to mention this whole trip, which is clearly a response to President Trump going down to speak to the auto workers, is completely nonsensical because they're protesting Joe Biden's policies, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his climate policies. It's his energy mandates. It's his trade policies, his inflation, his bad economy that is driving down wages and living conditions and employment opportunities for auto workers. So we have a president that can't speak, can't talk, can't walk, can't move, and his economic (laughs) policies are leading to ruination for America's working and middle class. And everybody gets it, too. I mean, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, they'll sit there and they'll say, no, it's really working and all this, and you know it's not working. Dear God, you've been to the grocery store lately. I mean, come on. I swear, if I was uh, selling cars like I had to do, considering there are no cars really to sell uh, for some dealerships. The cost of cars has gone through the ceiling. Did you know a new car? And new cars are stupid expensive. My wife and I are looking at a used car. I used a 2019 Toyota Highlander. And, and they want like, you know, upper 30s for it. And then when you, if you don't have a lot of money to put down, that's an $800 car payment for a $40,000 car. You know what a new car costs? Average cost? You know, mid-30s, upper 30s. You know what a new EV costs? 57. You know what a, you know what, do you know what the payment on a $57,000 car is? About $1,200 a month. And, and who can afford that? Who can afford that? When, when chicken has gone from $1.88 a pound to three eighty nine on sale, when gas has gone from one eighty seven to four oh five, This is, I mean, this is it, man. This, this man is done. Joe Biden is done. It's just a matter of how many bumps we got to go over to get there. And this Democrat Party needs to be held accountable. And this deep state needs to be held accountable for all of this nonsense and abuse. Coming up, a 95-year-old veteran... Uh, is kicked out of his nursing home because they're going to fill it with illegals. That's coming up. The number here is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Not to mention this whole trip, which is clearly a response to President Trump going down to speak to the auto workers, is completely nonsensical because they're protesting Joe Biden's policies, Sean. Yeah, pretty much. It's the inflation that did it. And uh, the UAW is responding to Joe Biden's 20% increase in uh, the cost of living in three years. And they're doubling that to make up for it.
So what they're really fighting for, if you take away, I mean, if you if you if you leave in Joe Biden's inflation, they're fighting for a twenty percent pay increase over the next four years. So it's five percent per year. But you see, that's not fair to the rest of us because we have to deal with it as well. So they want 40%, 20% to make up for the 20% that Joe Biden has screwed them over for, and another 20% for cars that people nobody, nobody wants to buy. Uh, and by the way, yesterday, I believe he was at the factory where they build the Bronco that I have. Thank you very much. And uh, if uh, they offered an EV version of the new Bronco, I'd say, uh, stuff it. Because it's worthless. There you go. That's why. Because, you know, if you go off-road, uh, there are any charging stations in the hills of Moab, all right? There are any charging stations, uh, you know, where, wherever you want to take it out in the desert or whatever. And they're worthless. They are worthless cars. They are for posers. They are for people going to Whole Foods in their little Prius or their little, you know, their little uh, Elon Musk mobile. And, uh, and then and they're golf carts. That's what they've always been. They're a joke. They are. Sorry. I hate to be a bummer, but they're a commuter car. They're fine for commuter cars. Worthless for everything else. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She says that despite the uh, anger and frustration you're feeling, the UAW you're feeling, uh, the bounty that is the Biden administration keeps keeps coming through for the American people. Why this president has been so zeroed in, so laser focused on lowering. <laughs> she said Joe Biden is laser focused. I know, I know. It's funny. America. And we've done that. <laughs> and a, sure. lot of the, a lot of the policies that the president has put forward are indeed popular. No. I mean, Bidenomics is, has worked so well that you have Republicans in their own districts in their own states taking credit for things that the president pushed forward. No, no, they're not. Policies that the president has pushed forward, legislation no, no, that not. they didn't even vote for. No. If you think about the American Rescue Plan, the Inflation Reduction Act. So I get I get the I get the polling that you're laying out. No, you're just you're so ungodly full of crap that your eyes used to be blue and they're not anymore. It is absolutely remarkable. I think we need a, a palate cleanser. A little comedy about Bob Menendez whose indictment came out the week before uh, Joe Biden's impeachment. Accused bribe taker, crooked deal maker. Kind of weird that way. Bob Menendez got a lot of gold. Sat on that for 15 months. From the Egyptians, Bob got big bucks. Not to mention several bars of gold. How much do those cost? Click yeah, the Bob sold his soul. Let me Google that real quick. How much are Big bags of cold cash, they were in Bob's stash, along with all the bars of gold. <laughs> he met with Hunter oh, yeah. about a deal. Influence, it was bought old. This crap is getting old. Like, getting real old, real old, real fast. Bob Menendez should go down, you know. Yeah, he should. And so should Joe. And the FBI sat on Bob Menendez's indictment for 15 months until the week that Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry begins. Maybe because they thought a fifth indictment of Donald Trump might make people suspicious. But of course, there was a New York judge who ruled uh, that Joe Biden or that Donald Trump lied about his wealth for years to get loans that he paid back in full to employ people and uh, and buy properties and build things. It is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like uh, the deep state needs to be drained, paved over, and started again. Case Smythe joins us up, up next. I know this is going to be fun. This is the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is one of my favorite guests. She will be, by the way, guest hosting the Newsmax Daily podcast October the 16th through the 20th. And she's on the Newsmax Hotline, and she is Kay Smythe. How you doing? such an introduction i absolutely love it. i'm great now after that rob how are you doing well i could have made it bigger i could have said uh, america's favorite expat who was living in america living the dream i could go on and on. loves message pillows and things like that i'm just kidding i know you hate them I know you hate the message thing. Let me just give you a little insight here. Kay uh, is, uh, I, I love Kay. I love having you on the show. I enjoy your political insights. And I also like to uh, send you pictures when I'm at flea markets of these stupid message pillows and mugs and stuff like it's wine o'clock because I know Kay hates it. So although I did send one the other day that was slightly off color that you said, I think I'll take that. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but there was a part of me that was like, dude, if that's under 20 bucks, let's go. It Um, says, well, I'll tell you what it said. It said, let's keep the dumb bleepery to a minimum today. That's that's what it said. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I need that for my office. That's how I feel when I wake up every morning. You know, I grab my phone and I have to look at the headlines and see what I'm going to be writing about that day. And I just think, yeah, yeah, we couldn't just keep all the dumb bleepery. To a minimum. Oh, my God. And it, it really it, it really is. Like, this week, it's instead of hump day, this is like giant speed bead bump day because there's so much stuff coming down. You've got to literally find out that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden got $250,000 from Jonathan Lee, a direct quid pro quo for uh, signing a letter to uh, Lee's daughters to get him in the university, uh, and uh, among other things. And then, oddly enough, the same day that comes out, uh, the same day that uh, this week tomorrow the impeachment inquiry, inquiry begins, uh, Bob Menendez is suddenly indicted after months late last week. And Donald Trump, a, a judge in New York, uh, uh, ruled against him. They're going to attempt to take away all of his businesses in New York and fine him $250 million. It's like maybe the DOJ is not being impartial. Maybe they're part of the deep state, Kay. Maybe I'm way off base here. Help, help me out here, Kay. I mean, it's not just the DOJ. Let's let's be honest here. Like, I also read a story this morning about, and this shook me to my core, it's about a German couple who moved to the U.S. in 2008 legally, went through the whole legal immigration system, which I know all about. Um, In fact, I I think I tell a story. Every time I come on the show, I was a diehard socialist liberal, and then I went through the U.S. Uh, sort of immigration system under Obama, then versus Trump. And being under Trump, I was like, this is the pro-immigrant guy. Are you joking? That's the sort of difference uh, in process. It's just impossible under Democrats to do this. But anyway, yeah, so this, this couple move out here with their seven kids because they would have gone to jail in Germany for choosing to homeschool their children. And now they're about to, for no reason whatsoever, be sent back to Germany. I think it's pretty much because they're Christian and trying to homeschool their children. So I don't think it's just the DOJ. I think everyone's in on this deep state thing. I don't know what the end goal is, but I'm terrified. Well, you know, uh, uh, and and as I I would... um 
I'm not as terrified. Uh, I think that Americans are girding themselves for battle. Uh, and I'm not saying it has to be a physical battle, but I think we're we're pissed off and we're motivated, and I think we have passed the last straw with regard to our patience. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden goes to the UAW, stands there, doesn't get an endorsement because everybody in the UAW knows that Joe Biden has tried to bleep him over for China. Everybody yeah. knows that Joe Biden wants to put auto manufacturers who manufacture uh, fossil fuel cars, which, by the way, I will never own anything but mm-hmm. screw you you and your EVs, but he does that yesterday. He does that yesterday, and everybody in the in the uh, UAW knows that he's planning on screwing them over, but he goes there because he wants to see uh, block Donald Trump's visit today. What do you think is going to happen tonight when, Joe, when uh, Donald Trump broadcasts from uh, the UAW picket line versus the GOP debate? What do you suppose is going to happen in Newsmax ratings tonight? <laughs> I think it's going to be the same thing that happened last time, right? When uh, he ended up on Tucker. It's just going to be like, what GOP debate? Like, part of me, though, does kind of wish that he would take part just because I think it's important to... Like, one of the things that's really bothering me at the moment is the fact that um, the Democrats, the DNC, are doing so much work to ensure that no one hears about Robert F. Kennedy Junior's uh, presidential candidacy, everyone's sort of like, he's being completely silenced. And so there is part of me that's like, I would love to see Trump go up and debate. I do think a lot of the people, I mean, it would just be brutal. It would be like the last time he got up on a stage and uh, debated, uh, well, it's not really competitors, like, let's be honest. Like, it I remember was, he, it you know, he laid. Far. Remember the last time he he laid waste to Jeb Bush? He laid waste oh. to everybody. You know, but see, I don't see the the advantage at all. Considering when he skipped the last debate, he went up ten points. So I don't see the point of going and standing in the middle of a circular fighting squ- a firing squad, uh, particularly as uh, each one of these people, their 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 some of them, I should not all, but their uh, ambitions are disappearing into the rearview mirror of history. Asa Hutchinson, uh, Chris Christie, obviously. Uh, so I don't see the political advantage to Trump when he can get. When he can connect with people in the picket line, and yes, yet it is a political move. But at the same time, Joe Biden's policies are the ones who are going to drive these people out of business. So I think that Donald Trump's appearance was a brilliant chess move to to stand with the workers and point out the failure of the policy in the economy. And of course, Joe Biden tried to horn in on it, and I think did a face plant yesterday. Oh, absolutely. It was a face bond. Well, I guess, Ben, in terms of the debate, you are right. Like, what is the benefit to watching this? But I think, you know, I live out here in North Carolina. I spend a lot of time sort of like traveling around the South, things like that. And one of the biggest sort of divisions that I see within Republican voters right now is this sort of idea like, well, if Trump's doing so well, why would we need to go out and vote for him? And also, like, we'd, we'd like to hear some more of his, like, more serious policies and most people only get access to that information through things like debates because they are so heavily televised and you know all the stuff that trump does is still so censored out here you know you're talking about people that don't really like i have like family members that have like never been on the internet so like they get this information from the television and so yes i do think chris christie needs to go home he should have gone home a long time ago i don't like that that guy i don't like i don't know it just gives me like weird vibes um, with some of the stuff he's come out with, and then it turned out to like not be true and stuff like that, like the West stuff. Um, that was a bit weird. So there is part of me that thinks it would be like really beneficial for all Americans to just see him versus like 
DeSantis and maybe like a couple of others. But, you know, realistically, we all know that Trump's going to be the nominee. I just don't want like a reverse of 2016 or like a repeat of 2022 where everyone is so like content and complacent. They're just like, well, everyone else is going to go out and vote for Hillary as it was in 2016. So everyone was like, oh, everyone else is just going to go vote for her. Can't tell you the number of people I knew in Los Angeles who didn't go out and vote for Hillary Clinton because they thought she was a shoo-in. Um, and then obviously in 2022, we didn't have, I mean, we did get a bit of a red wave. Like I think the media or the corporate media didn't really do like a great job of like showing it. They did a great job of hiding it, but we really wanted that sort of like tsunami to happen. Um, and it didn't happen because of the same thing. Everyone thought like, oh, you know, like everyone's going to go out and vote. I mean, it's just, that's kind of what I want to see, is I want to see him up there with everyone else so everyone can just... The, the only problem with... You know, uh, and I'll just, <laughs> I feel like I know you enough that I can challenge you on what you've just said. Uh, mm-hmm. 12 million people watched the debate last time, and nobody who is a Democrat watched the exchanges because nobody really covered them. So I, I disagree. I don't think it's paramount that he appear in a debate right now. I think we're still in the weeding out process. Oh, so I, I'll, I'll disagree with you. I'll, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you on that. But let me, let's move on to other things. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong, but I tend to be more right than you all the time. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> I, 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 like no. like, I do think a lot of people need to drop out. But like when it comes down to crunch time, like yeah, I'd like to see him up there. If there is anyone that's like less. Um, yeah, that's kind of. Let me ask you this. Let's 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 move on to the southern border because it is. I mean, okay, this and I'm I'm absolutely serious. All joking aside, this is an illegal invasion of our country. If they were carrying weapons, it would be a a a war. All right, this is an act of war. Uh, The governor of Texas has essentially demanded emergency powers as saying that the southern border is an act of war. I I seriously, I would love to see some military action against uh, Mexico. But, But clearly... This is very dangerous. Uh, what is happening is beyond politics. This is a legitimate tr- attempt to take down our country. And this isn't about votes. What are your thoughts on, on this insane uh, open border that we have right now? Which is, I mean, they, they put the pedal to the metal on it the last couple of weeks. Well, I think, like, I mean, it's been absolute chaos for so long. But, yeah, the stuff that's happening right now is just beyond terrifying. And it's also, you know, it's not just happening here in the United States. Like, it's happening all over Europe, too. I personally think that this is just sort of like, as I've said many times, like, I really see this as like a stealth invasion um, in many different forms. Or this is like one of the variables of the stealth invasion um, coming from China predominantly. And look, like, I'm a legal immigrant. There are legal processes in place to follow that will allow you to live and work and be a part of this country and contribute to it. And, you know, uh, is it the easiest thing to do to become a legal immigrant in the United States? No, but nothing good comes easy. You have to put in the work. Like, that's how the law is. And there's pretty much, as much as I didn't like renewing my visas and the process that I had to endure um, going through it under Obama and going through it under Biden versus going through it under Trump, like, it's still not, like, there's nothing that I disagree with in the process. Like, I think it's fair. I think it's a really fair system, at least from what I've experienced so far. Um, or it used to be, I should say, given what... Does it make you feel, Kay, but, but how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? 
that you worked for years and Venezuela is emptying, emptying its prisons into the United States so those people can essentially have the same freaking rights that you do who spent years to get where you are in the United States. How's that feel, Kay? Well, this is going to sound maybe like a bit weird, but like I don't really think about it in terms of like me. What I think about is like how many women and children are being trafficked over these borders. How many of these young men are actually being trafficked over these borders, whether it's for, uh, you know, just like labor, uh, slave labor, um, whether it's for, you know, sex trafficking, things like that, like this affects, like I work with an organization called the War Party Movement, and even though we predominantly focus on uh, women here in the United States who need to leave, like, you know, horrific situations, obviously this hasn't gone unnoticed, and we're, like, fully aware of the fact that this is the greatest human rights crisis in modern history. Like, this doesn't compare to anything I've experienced. Like, that is my immigration experience is irrelevant. Like, I'm a Christian, and I'm, I'm a lot of other things before I'm an immigrant that I think really need to, they need to, there needs to be fingers pointed at Joe Biden and at this administration at this moment in time and say, you need to do something to protect the people who live here and who, to protect the people who are being dragged here, whose lives have been probably irrevocably, irrevocably destroyed because of this lack of policy that you have in our southern border. And it's also happening, it's also happening on the northern border. Like, yeah. this is, it's, it's so disgusting. Like, I, I think I told you the story before. I was in the airport on my way to a conference, and I sat down at the bar. Guy sitting next to me, he looked like he was having the worst day of his life. He was nursing. I, he ordered his second drink as I sat down. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head, probably for the best, but he's a, a congressman. And I was like, dude, what is the matter? Like, as you're like, what just happened? Like, I'm a, like, I'm a journalist or a writer for the Daily Caller, like, be careful kind of thing. He's just like, I just spent like a week down at the border and I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how you get over seeing something like that. I don't know how you get over experiencing something like that for the people who are being brought up here and dragged up here by cartels that are being funded by China um, and funded by basically, like, this fentanyl crisis and the drug crisis. Um, it's affecting everyone. Um, uh, Kay, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you really put things in perspective um, with regard to this. It's... Um, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to our country, Kay. I, I, you know, lived here my entire life, which is about twice the length of yours, uh, a little bit less. And uh, and I've never seen anything like this. But I think the people are are uh, coming together. I think the seventy four percent of us who think the country's going in the wrong direction are going to come together. I think we got a lot of bumps ahead of us, Kay. I know we got a lot of bumps ahead of us, but uh, I think that that good will win. I, I do mm-hmm. believe it will win. Otherwise, Hitler's uh, nephew would still be the chancellor of Germany. So, uh, Kay, I really appreciate you joining. We've got to cut things short. Looking forward to you filling in on the Newsmax Daily Podcast. That should be awesome. Uh, you're, you're, you're awesome. You're great. Uh, Christmas is coming. I will find a message tea or something for you. Uh, where, where can people find you online, Kay? Um, if you just look at my name, that's K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E. You'll find me. I'm very active on Twitter. Not so much on pretty much anything else, but... Uh, yeah, I'm on the Daily Caller. You can go and read all my stuff on the Daily Caller. I promise it's a lot happier than um, I usually come across on the show. We're getting such heavy stuff, dude. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Well, listen, God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. We'll talk again soon, okay? Yes, you too. You too. All right, let's do. Uh, take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, uh, Benny Johnson, I saw him post this video, uh, I believe it was uh, last night. Benny Johnson is a Newsmax contributor and uh, wonderkind with regard to uh, politics and social media. Uh, and he's also got a terrific show on Newsmax. Korean War veteran Frank Tomorrow, 95 years old, kicked out of his New York nursing home on short notice so it could be turned into housing for undocumented migrants overwhelming the city. Here is a 95-year-old Korean War veteran being booted from his nursing home so that one of these lousy, stinking NGOs can fill it with illegals and pocket millions in government cash. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. They gave us time to get out, but they never said when. And they never said they were going to get us out. And then one day, there's a thing on the board, a notice on the board. You got to be out by March 15th. Wow. I think that gave us like a month and a half Nin- to find out where we're going to go. 95. I thought my suitcases were going to be on the curb because I'm not that fast. If it wasn't for my daughter, they would have been on the curb. <laughs> but that's what it happened. And uh, that was it. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. And it, uh, everything was done behind closed doors. Yeah. And we didn't have a chance to actually make any attempt to stop them because there wasn't enough time. There could be no greater example of the absolute tone deafness of our federal government than that right there. It's a metaphor for everything, for every fentanyl death in this country, for every illegal streaming across the border, every Venezuelan coming across the border, waving a Venezuelan flag. Joe Biden is just uh, is working to allow Venezuela to produce even more oil so the, the evil man in charge of that country can enrich himself and his cronies and then we buy his tar because Joe Biden made us dependent again and, and Joe Biden just gave 500,000 Venezuelans essentially work visas. We have a corrupt man in this office. We have a, I don't know if he's a communist, if he's a fascist, if he's a Marxist. I don't even care. I don't care who's behind him. I know one thing, and that is we got to end this presidency. We've got to do something to take our country back. And the Congress needs to do something with this bloody budget to defund all of this nonsense. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. All righty. So we got a final hour of the show here, and we've got a ton of stuff to get to before the end of that hour. So let's jump right into it and uh, invite you, first and foremost, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. It's kind of weird that uh, Bob Menendez, suddenly under indictment by the FBI, about a week ago, all these charges came out. I'm not saying that I don't think he's guilty. But he was raided 15 months ago, 
and the FBI didn't say anything about it. We had no, we heard hide, no hide nor hair of this. That's an expression my uh, my dad used to use. No hide nor hair of this until uh, last week, late last week, the week before Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry. Then we get this uh, report that a, a judge in uh, New York City has said that Donald Trump has overstated the value of his properties for his financial advantage and gotten loans because of it and, of course, paid back all of those loans and employed lots of people. Uh, Eric Trump is posting this morning on Twitter, and in an attempt to destroy my father and kick him out of New York, a judge just ruled that Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, where I've been, thank you, <clears throat> is worth only $18 million. Mar-a-Lago is speculated to be worth well over a billion dollars, making it arguably the most valuable residential property in the world. And if you've been there, you'd know it. And, and also just the location, West Palm Beach, and also the acreage and the building itself, which is historical, it, it's worth well in excess of hundreds, I mean hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is all because Joe Biden's uh, uh, impeachment inquiry is this week and the wheels are falling off of, uh, of Hunter Biden. And uh, it is, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's corrupt. It's, it's transparently corrupt and everybody understands it. And everybody uh, completely understands that it's a, just a giant flaming load of crap, to be quite honest. And, and here we are again, you know, more distractions, more nonsense. But uh, keep your eyes on the prize, guys, because uh, tonight, tonight, Donald Trump's going to be speaking at the same time the GOP debate is happening on Fox Business, right? Fox Business. So we'll see what happens uh, during the debate. Um, you know, I, I, who knows what, what will happen. Last time the debate happened, they had very low ratings, 12 million people. Uh, and then Donald Trump appeared with Tucker Carlson, and they aired the interview on Twitter to uh, 270 million views. And they tried to make it act like it was no big deal, blah, blah, blah. Well, tonight, Newsmax is carrying the, uh, the Donald Trump speech to the UAW at the same time that the presidential debate is going on on Fox Business. So we'll see. We will see. But if you want to watch it, uh, Newsmax, just go to Newsmax. Uh, you can uh, download the app, for instance, on your phone if you want to listen to it in your car. Or if somebody else is driving, you can watch it on your phone. Uh, or you can, of course, watch 349 on, uh, on DirecTV and on uh, most na major cable networks. Just, just Google. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com for, uh, for all of the details. For all of the details. Uh, Eric Adams is uh, slashing the city's budget. Too aggressively, apparently. $10 billion this year. He's overreacting to the massive influx of illegals. You know, I played last hour a, uh, a, a Korean War veteran being kicked out of a nursing home because they want to make room for illegals. Frank Tamaro, a Korean War veteran, being moved out of the Island Shores senior residence in Midland Beach, New York, because... The, uh, the facility is going to house illegals, presumably uh, at a very nice price. That's why places like this are doing this. That's why the Roosevelt Hotel in New York decided to just fill the building with illegals, close down the restaurants, uh, fire you know, everybody affiliated with the restaurants, and become a, a hellhole flophouse. And 50% of New York hotel rooms in Manhattan, 50% are illegals. You want to go to you want to go to uh, New York for Christmas this year? <laughs> I mean, wow! This is just—I mean, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. So now Eric Adams is overreacting, slashing the city's budget, overcompensating by five billion dollars to cope with the migrant crisis. And what is this going to do to you in New York? It's going to make your lives a living hell. 
It's going to make your lives a living hell. Cuts to the fire department, the police department. Slash budget by 15% this fiscal year. So not only did they slash the budget of the police department because of idiocy, because of Black Lives Matter, they're going to do it again because of illegals. And Joe Biden was in New York for the big uh, uh, you know, uh, United Nations summit last week, and he promised the World Bank $25 billion and wouldn't even answer Eric Adams' phone calls. Well, that is remarkable. The mayor's proposed cuts also assume the situation will not improve over the next two years and that all migrants will require the city to take care of them indefinitely. This is Eric. The city's cost estimates for asylum seekers assume that no progress is made on finding efficiencies in housing or work permits and that the per night cost for household remains $383 in the coming two years. Can you afford a $383 a night hotel room for 60 days? I didn't think so. Meanwhile, it has emerged that Eric Adams is planning on spending a staggering extra $1 billion on hotel rooms for illegals. We're paying for hotel rooms for illegals in New York City. It is remarkable. 100 hotels turned shelters, which was supposed to end this year. It will now end in August of 2026 at a cost of $1.35 billion, almost five times the original price of $237 million. Shelters like uh, the McCarran Recreation Center in Queens or the Island Shores Assisted Living Facility in Staten Island, where 95-year-old Korean War veterans are being booted. I swear to God. I swear to God. Ridiculous. This is Donald Trump talking about uh, what he is going to do. He's going to uh, export or deport everybody in this country illegally. You can't do that. Oh, hell yes, you can. Here is uh, Donald Trump talking about the true priorities of this iteration of the federal government and Joe Biden's administration. Biden puts China first, Mexico first, Ukraine first, Europe first, Asia first, illegal aliens first, above our great veterans, you know that. Puts the illegal aliens above our veterans, our veterans live like hell. And uh, you know what you see what's happening. Yeah, the barracks for all of our uh, military personnel. They live in substandard <laughs> barracks with uh, with sewage on the floor and and the stains in the ceiling. That's that's the way they treat us. That's the way. If you got kids, maybe maybe your kids think about joining the army at 18 years old. You want him to join that, or you want her to join this? Are you nuts? But, you ever see the illegal aliens? Are one the weirdest thing? They come in by the tens of thousands, sometimes a day. And they all have, they have cell phones. I'm saying, where did they get the cell phones? Yeah, they get cell phones. They get $383 a night hotel rooms. It's remarkable. Hey, you want to hear a, uh, a huge song that's moving up the Latin music charts? Oh. It's called Il Trompito. Trompito is my presidente. In the land of the free, you must be brave. This is why they are no longer just bringing in people from Central and South America. This is why they're bringing in people from China. This is why they're bringing in people from Bangladesh and all of that. Because Hispanics are not down with the bullcrap from this administration. Like this. If you stand for freedom, join the 
Yep, that's the voice of the people singing, by the way. And this is the voice of Jim Gossett singing about New York and the hellhole that Eric Adams and Democrats have made it into. On the Rob Carson Show. Start spreading the news. Yeah, I posted it. I do that. Start leaving today. It's when you talk up to the lyrics, it's called posting. Illegals don't have room for you here in New York. No place for your shoes. Nowhere else left to stay. To remain here spells doom for you. Ugh. I mean New A lot of crow. I love New York. The fact he welcomed you here. Just not Democrats. Wants no one to know. From New York. These illegal blues means that you can't stay. No. Mm-mm. Or you'll tear out the heart of it. New York. New York. The liberals lured you there to you. It wasn't fair. Still, you must leave New York. New York. Nice. Nice. New York. There you go. That is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. We have an appearance. Uh, I'm going to be on stage in uh, in Baltimore, November the 16th. We're doing another appearance there in front of a crowd with Jim Goss. is going to be their staff of WCBM, our glorious anchor station. will be there. Um, all the tickets are gone. They were gone in days. So eh, it appears like things are resonating. People like, uh, you know, they like the show. They like the funny they like the serious. So, uh, you know, I would like to see maybe we can add a show. Who the hell knows? We will see. But I think we're all a little surprised by the uh, overwhelming response. The overwhelming response. This is Jim Acosta on CNN. He's still doing the Baghdad Bob thing, saying that the southern border is, uh, is, op- is not open. Everything is completely cool. This makes uh, Jim Acosta look like more of a tool than he really is. It's, it's remarkable. And he's talking to Representative Ralph Norman about it. And Ralph Norman is going to have none of the nonsense. It just sounds like you're throwing uh, uh, rhetoric around with no basis in fact. No, uh, no. You have you been to the border? Of course I have. Have you seen what's going on? The rapes? No. Deny that. The border is and uh, it's a crisis. Where? I'll ask the question, sir. And, and the border is, is not open. That yes, is, it is. That is something that that is uh, oh. peddled as a talking point, but it's not true. There, there are fences. There are walls. Yeah. Uh, there are border patrol agents who, yeah. who work okay. on the border. The five plus million uh, that have gotten into this country illegally uh, is not a figment of, of our imagination. Ask the border patrol agents. Ask anybody yeah. down there. They're frustrated. Yeah. Venezuela, 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 yeah, Venezuela, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Joe Biden has a uh, 
I don't know, a connection with the uh, Maduro, the leader of Venezuela, to allow 500,000 Venezuelans to come in and essentially give them work permits while enriching Maduro by buying his oil from him. It's like, it sounds kind of like another quid pro quo. Might want to check Hunter's banking records to see if anything came in from uh, Venezuela. I'm thinking. It's Kevin McCarthy. There's a uh, reporter asked him about the uh, southern border, tried to make it sound like the southern border is closed, and Kevin McCarthy actually grew up here. If I can refer to your network, CNN, referred to yesterday that an open border is a talking point. Well, we just set a new record of 11,000 people came across illegally. The record was just Friday, a few days before, of 10,000. I'm not sure how you continue to report when you see what's going on across this nation. To continue to fund the government to secure the border, I think members should be able to be for that. I don't know why they wouldn't. I'm not quite understanding how shutting the government down by not paying your border agents, when I look today, I see border agents bloody when the fights along the border because of the cartels. Um, our military not being paid. I don't see how that makes your case stronger. No, it doesn't. And honestly, everybody gets it. And that's why, you know, a lot of the times I won't run audio from ABC, CBS, NBC. You know why? Because nobody's watching it. I mean, they're literally they're, they're, their audiences are paltry compared to what they used to be. So nobody's believing it. You think that, oh, yeah, well, ABC and CBS and NBC are covering it. Oh, you know, we're, we're in trouble. No, they're not because nobody's listening to them. Nobody buys their crap anymore. So in that fashion, we are winning. In that fashion, we are winning. All right, 800-922-6680. Uh, and ho- hold on, you will be next. This is The Rob Carson Show. By the way, California-based oil company Chevron planning to boost its oil production in Venezuela by adding at least two new oil rigs in the country. The proposed rigs would add 65,000 barrels a day to the country that is literally emptying its prisons out to come to the United States of America. And uh, we are buying their crappy, muddy, dirty, uh, uh, awful crude oil because uh, Joe Biden is a friend of communists. It is unbelievable. As they shut down the Keystone XL, killed our energy production, that they're doing this. It's, it's very, very clear that Joe Biden is absolutely bedded down with our enemies, including China, Venezuela, and others. Let's go to Anne in Annapolis. Let her do the talking for a change. Anne, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Well, a couple of things. One is the Democrats never have a plan. They have no suggestions. They don't do anything. They throw money at problems. But the thing is, is they don't care about solving the problems. So that's why they do it. It's just passing the time until they get what they want. And the thing I believe that they and, want... And hold on, and hold on. I'm going to chime in here occasionally. Uh, that's why never nothing ever gets fixed. That's why yeah. Joe Biden is literally the, the candidate in the Democrat Party. He's the forced candidate of the Democrat Party. For 50 years, he's been in Washington, D.C. And all of the problems that he is claiming to fix, he has never fixed, whether that be infrastructure, whether that be Social Security, whether they never fix a damn thing. Because when things are fixed, you don't need these stupid politicians. Go ahead. Okay. And regarding cell phones, which in the clip you pay, played that President Trump was talking about, the reason they have cell phones, and his rhetorical, I'm sure he knows, they have cell phones. They give them cell phones, and it's very easy why. That way they can contact them. So as they make our military something that nobody wants to join because of the filth and the, and the, and the lack of patriotism and all the woke stuff, they've got all these people in the, in the wings who have guns that they can contact. So there's the paramilitary. 
and it sounds really strange. But it's not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is just logic. And so they can mobilize these people, and that's the military. They want to take over our government. I, I think about it. I couldn't figure it out. Finally, I got it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Oh, uh, I don't doubt it because most of these illegals coming across are military-age uh, males from places like China. Right. Yeah, and we better be ready. And I mean that you and me, Ann. I'm talking about you better be ready for this because there's a lot of bull crap going on. Well, so am I, girl. I'm, I'm, trust me. Uh, go, go down to my basement. You'll see how ready I am for this. Uh, honestly, yeah. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm ready for anything. I, I'm going to defend myself and my family against this because it's very clear that the United States government is allowing an invading army to come into our country. And if you, if you don't believe that's happening, then get the hell out of the way. That's what I got to say, Ann. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. You know, I don't know if it's about getting into our military. I don't know if that's going to happen with these uh, illegals. But definitely, uh, you know, there, there is a move afoot to disarm us. There is a move afoot to destabilize us. There is a move to destroy our economy. Uh, it is all intentional. It should be fairly obvious to you. Then you got this story. This is from Tyler Durden. Uh, the Biden has ordered Border Patrol to cut barbed wire fences holding back migrants. Illegals. Illegals. Filed a lawsuit against courts to stop Texas efforts to fence off the Rio Grande with bright orange razor wire buoys, which have been effective. Biden has ordered Border Patrol agents to process illegal immigrants for asylum status instead of using their energies to send them back across the border. They've also been ordering the Border Patrol to cut barbed wire fences put in place by Texas DPS as the only effective means for preventing mass migrations. Now, uh, I do believe that Greg Abbott has uh, has uh, declared a Texas border emergency, an invasion emergency, which would, uh, I believe, allow him to use military resources to stop this. And at this point, he better friggin' do it. Because they may come down and they may try to sneak in and clip some uh, razor ribbon, but they won't come in when you've got 25,000 National Guard troops standing along the border. So, there's that. There's that. But it is clearly, there's no other reason for it. It's unacceptable. If you love your family and you love your country, you should be concerned about it too. And no amount of lying and bull crap from people like, uh, you know, on CNN or ABC, CBS, NBC are going to assuage what you know in your heart, as Ann said, what common sense dictates that somebody is trying to destroy our country. And we aren't going to stand for it. I don't know about you guys. I've been on the planet 57 years, and I'm not going to let it fall on my watch. Nope, 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 nope. Coming up, what's happening in Philadelphia is shocking, and cops are finally fighting back. This is The Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, Call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. 
Rage Against the Machine, how apropos, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what we need to do. Rage Against the Deep State Machine. I get tired of the outrage. I, I honestly, all I want to do is I want to make a living. I want to, I want to, uh, you know, donate to charity. I want to help out veterans. I want to live my life. I want to live a full life in a great country. And every day I come in here and I realize that our federal government is not our friend. They would rather bring in illegals by the millions uh, and put them up in hotel rooms. What a slap in the face to all of us. Dear God in heaven. And you know what's even worse? All of the people who have to work on the Border Patrol, who have to deal with this crap every day, watch their country be destroyed and sit there with a tear in their eye as federal agents come in and cut the razor ribbon to allow thugs, criminals, and other nonsense from the southern border, and then all the child sex trafficking. Can you imagine what they've seen? I'm just done with it. I'm tired of being outraged. And, and we got to end it. we got to turn this around. We've got to turn this around. I know we will. I know we will. But, but it doesn't help every day coming in and seeing headlines and watching this agony being thrust upon us against American, the American people by this awful and evil federal government. And i got to tell you, it's as corrupt as anything I have ever even imagined. I never imagined anything this corrupt in the Soviet Union. We, we hear about it. But I got to tell you, I mean, I'm so grateful to be alive to see the the gigantic government industrial government tax money industrial complex, and all of the people that it enriches in government and outside of the government. It is it is just remarkable, and I just want to blow the lid off this sucker. Honestly, bulldoze D.C., bulldoze, drain the swamp, bulldoze it, pave over, and start again. Let's go to Greg in New Mexico. He is a former Border, border Patrol agent. Craig, welcome to the show. Tell us about your story, bro. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, yes, I enjoy your show daily. So I never call in, but I'm going to call in now because I think it's important considering what's going on at the border. I was in the Border Patrol in the 1980s. I was an agent with the, with the Border Patrol. And even then, the calculation was one to six. So for every individual we caught... We knew six more got past us and into the interior. We were we knew from our intel. This was back in the '80s that we were hosting a permanent 21 million illegals and another 20 that moved back and forth consistently. So these numbers they're giving us are false numbers. And then, secondly, something really important that's not being discussed used to be classified. I feel like I can talk about it now, but a lot of the cartels are taking kids and they're grooming them. And we found tons of evidence and uncovered it. many individuals who were sent into the country as young men, and they were trained to make their way through the system to join the military and to become police officers, and then share that intel with the cartels and also make it easier for the cartels to move people across the border as well as narcotics. And also they get paid handsomely by terrorist organizations to move their people into the interior. And these kids are groomed from the time they're five, six years old to work as operatives, never get in trouble, never get arrested, do well in college, and then become district attorneys, police officers, military officers, and whatnot. And they are here and they are operating. Don't wow. and, and nobody ever talks about that, but it is a frightening reality. 
Ann from Annapolis called a little while ago, and she just said that. She basically had the feeling that they were going to infiltrate uh, the military, and you, as a former Border Patrol agent, said, that's already happening. It already has. And as a matter of fact, when I was in the military, we were frequently having to root out individuals, not, not the ones that were groomed, as I had spoken on before, but these were just individuals that got through the process that were active gang members with MS-13 and other gangs, Sorenos, Nortanos, and they were members of the military, and they were stealing weapons and transferring them over to the gangs. They were operating and forming and recruiting more gang members inside the Army and inside other military units. And then they were taking that expertise and going back into the gangs on the streets, whether it was in you know, Los Angeles or in New Mexico or in other areas. And they were utilizing those skills and those stolen weapons to uh, do their primary trade, which is narcotics. And, of course, right now it's fentanyl. This so, individual administration is responsible for a lot of death among our young people in America over the last two years. Yeah, in uh, in San Francisco just last month, 84 fentanyl deaths in one month. A thousand people in San Francisco alone, and most of them are young people, 18 to 35 years old. They are dying. Uh, 12 to 18-year-olds are dying of fentanyl because they're disguising the fentanyl in other meds that are popular, Xanax, uh, antidepressants, ADHD meds, and it's murder. It's murder, it Craig. Uh, let me it's ask you this. Press. Yes, sir. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I'll ask my question. Well, I would say you'd be hard-pressed to find an American family that isn't, has not been affected by a death through fentanyl. Uh, me, personally, I lost a very dear friend because she, as you had so adequately described, taken a pill which she thought was a pain pill that a friend had given her, but it had fentanyl. She was a mother of five children, and she was a wonderful person, certainly not a drug addict or anyone like that. So to think that this is only affecting bad people is not true. And for the first time, we're losing more people under the age of 30 to drug overdoses than car wrecks. That's never happened before, but it has under Biden's administration. Let me ask you this, Craig, as a a former uh, Border Patrol agent, what can we do while this uh, SOB is still in the White House? What can the citizens do? I've said I've said we need to find governors and we need to get ex-military, ex-border patrol, uh, ex-police officers to go down and get deputized. Uh, what is? What do you think we ought to do? I, I mean, we we got to do something because this president is waging a war against us, Craig, and we got to do something. Well, first of all, it's it's relying upon the individuals that see themselves as being, um, what would you say, moderate individuals and others. Um, and investing themselves politically because, you know, when groups of people like ranchers and what have you that lived in Arizona and New Mexico attempted to do just what you're doing, the Biden administration swooped in with Department of Homeland Security, FBI, arrested them, tried to charge them with terrorist charges, much like some of the stuff they did with January 6th. Uh, individuals. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. I know the frustration is there, and I understand. Hey, no, 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 no. Craig, I'm but, talking about being deputized by state officials. I'm not talking about just, you, that's what gotcha. I'm talking about. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, go that would go be ahead. wonderful. And I would love to see more of these governors do just what Florida and Texas is doing and ship the individuals to sanctuary cities. They're saying they're sanctuary cities. They are claiming this moral high ground. Let them exercise on their moral high ground. We'll give them that opportunity by shipping the individuals to them. Another thing is that 
the media doesn't report on this, but I urge all the people that are moderate or even liberal out there that love wildlife and the environment, realize that this mass influx of individuals is so damaging to wildlife and the environment. You have no clue. Some of our national parks in the southwest region, they talk about, oh, the wall is damaging to the environment. And a lot of the Sierra Club type groups are saying, don't you know, let this happen. Let me tell you, people. Those millions upon millions upon millions of individuals pouring into the country, they're a hell of a lot more damaging to the wildlife and the environment than a few pontoons and a river or a brick wall. Wow, that is uh, remarkable. Uh, your governor is a uh, hot mess. Um, I call her Lindsay <laughs> Luhan. Uh, Lindsay Luhan. Uh, I, I suppose that she's uh, welcoming welcoming illegals with uh, with open arms while she's trying to disarm uh, people in New Mexico with her idiotic uh, attempt to hijack the Second Amendment. What are your thoughts on Lindsay Luhan, your governor? Well, uh, I've known Michelle for many many years. Um, <laughs> Salt you, but, you know, whatever. For instance, uh, you know, of course, she made national news and even international news by uh, her banning of the Second Amendment in Bernalillo County here, which she was promptly slapped down by her own party, uh, including a state attorney general that his predominant campaign funds came from George Soros. So he's one of the Soros district attorneys that you guys frequently speak about. And even he rejected her notions of this. I asked her personally, face-to-face, I said, you know, about guns. She said, quote, I don't know anything about guns, never shot one, never owned one, but I believe only police and military should have guns. And I said, there's a great movie about that. It's called Schindler's List. You should check it out. Oh, That's what happened when military and police have guns. You know what her... I, I swear to you, you know what her response was? What? She said, quote, she said, quote oh, I'll have to check that out. Oh, dear God in heaven. I I'm swear. So, you know, and, and we've got a great affiliate in uh, in Albuquerque, and uh, and we are really, really proud to be a, a part of the New Mexico audience. How do the people of New Mexico, how do they feel? I mean, because it sounds like New Mexico is like most, uh, in most states, uh, they are run by liberal enclaves. Um, what What is uh, life like in New Mexico? I know you've been under Democrat control for you know, for all your life's memory for, you know, what, 80 years, are people beginning to say, you know, we're kind of done with this crap? Oh, we're losing. We're the only Rocky Mountain state that's been losing population over the last eight, nine years consistently. Um, We are on the bottom of every list you'd like to be on the top of and vice versa. Um, Our mayor, who's very liberal, uh, came in here. Um, set an all-time homicide record and then doubled it, which no city over a quarter of a million has ever done, went on to set records again consistently each passing year thereafter. And yet the population of the city screaming, you know, rending their clothes and saying this is horrible, look at all the crime, look at all the murder, the drug abuse, the DWIs, the fatal accidents, re-elected him and put him back in office and then expected different results and now are crying again because we still have murders and all the drug you know trafficking and the robberies and the dwi wrecks it's going to be i think i think the problem is that that albuquerque like so many cities going to have to hit rock bottom but you know i agree i'm I'm wondering how bad it has to be because even i got into a gunfight on my own property when i when two guys tried to carjack me in my driveway what the what what 
Oh yeah, I've still got bullet holes in my in my garage door, my house, my car still has bullet holes. It's I'm telling you. We can't let, let this slip by. You're a former Border Patrol agent. Somebody tries to carjack you in your driveway. You fortunately are armed. Uh, a couple individuals involved here, and what exactly happened? Tell us real quick. Two individuals. I'll have to make it real quick. But uh, basically, this kid took a shot at my head from less than a foot and a half away, but his gun was cantered upside down. The bullet went into my door, ricocheted off. Long story short, he made it through. Uh, this firefight, he was, um, there was over 39 shell casings recovered by CSIAPD uh, that they fired at me. They emptied three weapons, and God, I've been to war three times, and I've been in a lot of different firefights, and God was with me because I didn't get a scratch. Brother. The driver, the driver won't bother anybody anymore, but the oh, really passenger who tried to blow my head off, he was 15 at the time. Wow. I, I pulled a bullet out of the sidewall of a tire. A former chief of police, uh, Mike Dyer, who's a wonderful guy, he, I asked him to run it through cold cases. It came back to two cold case west side. So this kid admitted he murdered two guys on the west side of the city when he was 14, another wow. attempted murder, and my attempted murder, and they only put him in jail until he's 21. Unbelievable. Craig, I got to tell you, uh, I want you to hold on because I want you to have my phone number and my email address because I want to keep sure. you uh, on. Uh, thanks for sharing. And I believe uh, absolutely 1000% that God helped you, bro. Um, you know, and, and thank God those a-holes were bad shots. But uh, but I'm glad you're here. And thanks for sharing. I think this has meant a lot to people. It really, really has. So, Craig, uh, that, uh, brother, you're, you're welcome here anytime. You hold on. I want to get your my phone number to you because I want you to be my guy in Albuquerque, the home of KDAZ, 96.9 FM and 700 AM. Uh, thank you very much, bro, and God bless you. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let's take a break. Amazing. This is why today you need to download the podcast. You need to share it with other people because this show is completely different than anything else is out there because it, it has insights that – the other shows have weeks later. Sometimes, uh, you know, Bill Maher has it years later. And we also give you some funny, too. That story was amazing. The podcast is available, will be this afternoon at Newsmax.com slash listen. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. So last night there was rioting in Philadelphia. Thieves in Philadelphia have been ransacking stores in uh, at City Center, including Apple, Lululemon, Foot Locker. Uh, some police officers were, were apprehending some of the looters. Of course, the looters were running, you know, iPhone videos so they could capture something that they could hold against the police department and sue the police department, presumably for nothing, with a, uh, with a friendly jury. I want to play this audio because this is outside of a... Uh, a store. I think this is the Lululemon, and there's a woman who's uh, videotaping it, and uh, the police are stopping individuals, and uh, and the individuals are fighting the police. I want you to listen to the demonic cackling of this person. That was somebody just running out, getting past the police.
demonic laughing. That uh, tub of lard, her uh, mugshot is on uh, Twitter this morning. She was arrested. And, uh, you know, they've got rules for looting in, like, uh, places where there are hurricanes. I think it's about time we had those in Philly and uh, San Francisco. Business owners, you come in, you steal. You know, you loot, you get shot. Bye-bye. Honestly, that's where we are. I don't even give a crap. I really don't give a crap. Shoot the bastards. I'm right. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Oh, it's inhumane. Oh, they're trying to steal bread. Shut up. <clears throat> CVS is going to close 900 stores. Yeah. CVS, 900 stores. Walgreens, 150 locations. Right Aid. 25 stores. Um, what else is going on? Target. Oh, yeah, they're Target. Target's going to close nine stores. Where are they going to close the stores? New York City. Seattle. San Francisco. Portland. Yeah. The uh, retailers seen $1.5 billion go up in smoke. Stolen. Some workers claim their stores being robbed every 10 minutes. Before making the difficult decision to close nine stores, Target and the uh, retailer invested heavily in various strategies attempting to prevent crime in stores, locking up stuff and whatever. They just said, screw it, we're done. Screw it, we done. We done. And I, I just, I honestly think we got to do something about this. Uh, and one of the things we can do is vote Democrats the hell out. <sighs> we will see. We will see. And then in, uh, in Baltimore, a beautiful young woman, 26 years old, uh, Forbes, the 30 under 30, uh, was murdered by a uh, convict, six foot four, 305 pound convict, led out by a Soros uh, backed DA, despite a history of sex offenses and violent crimes. This wonderful woman, uh, Pava LaPere, 26, beaten, bludgeoned to death by this monster. One of the worst brutality scenes that has, the city has seen. Apparently, they're probing possible links to an arson attack that he did. Uh, he uh, He's a repeat violent offender dating back to 2009. He's arrested for robbery and assault in the second degree. Arrested in 2011, 2013. Sex offense, second degree assault. Why is this son of a B even out? And then he murders a beautiful 26-year-old person. Forbes, 30 under 30. It really is uh, It's just becoming too much. Here's what I'd ask you to do today. Just pray for the country. Pray for the country and, uh, and be ready. Be ready to uh, defend yourself intellectually, certainly. But uh, good will win. I really do believe it will. We've got uh, to go through a lot of tribulations to get to enlightenment. But we're going to get there. Let's take a break and come back, wrap it up. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Download the podcast if you would. is a good one, especially that marvelous call from Craig, the Border Patrol agent in Albuquerque. Newsmax.com slash listen. Stay strong. Keep the faith. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.